back quarterback number 19. Bernie, Bernie, oh yeah, how oh, you can throw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bernie, Bernie, oh baby, Super Bowl. All right, welcome back to a show that you have not heard in a long time, Dave. Six B's and a P here on AquaRareLegion.com, episode 67, here at just the end of November. The Browns are 0-12. They gave up, and we did for a little bit too. We tried to do an episode a few weeks ago, but it didn't work. We're patching this one together. I'm using my phone, so we'll see how that works. Ian might turn into gravel. Robonin. Robonin. <laughs> I'm joined by Robonin. That's me. Why does your voice, your actual voice sounds different now? Like you're like a... <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Ryan Weeby. Robots. And I'm your host, Brian Costco here on the AquaBearLegion.com. The Browns, as I mentioned briefly, have not won a fucking game this year. So, uh, update is they lost all those games that we Mm. missed, right? Yep. Variety of quarterbacks. We'll get into a little bit of that. Uh, We covered the breakfast sandwiches and breakfast burritos last time, but I'm open to any talk that is not about the Cleveland Browns. Mm. I have a teaser. Uh, I'm going to say it here so that it happens. After the bye week, which is coming up or might have just happened, depending on when you hear this, the Browns play at home to the Bengals, and I'm excited. I think we're going to have Athens legends Mike Elliott and Tim Peacock on that episode after the Bengals game. What? Maybe uh, Bernie will show up, too. Who knows? That would be a great great episode for Bernie to come back. I know that guy's dead, probably. I saw that picture, speaking of Bernie real fast, I was going through some old outlines, and I saw that picture of him in those fucking glasses where he's wearing the pin of himself <laughs> on his jacket. And it's incredible. I've never seen a human being look like that in glasses. If you guys had a pin of yourself, would you wear it? Yes. <laughs> Every day. Oh, God. <laughs> he is chief. Brown totes chiefed. That's like, eat- a, that's like a Harry Carey thing to say. If you're a hot dog, would you eat yourself? <laughs> if you're a hot dog, would you eat yourself? I always guy. thought that, uh, uh, what's the guy, Britt Wolford, the singer for Spoon? Hmm. Always kind of sounded like Harry Carey. Hmm. At, least, at least on Girls Can Tell. That's, that's neither here nor there. But you wanted to talk about anything other than the Browns, so. Yeah, true. We've missed like six weeks of the Browns on this podcast, and there's still not that much to talk about. I did put a few. Have we really missed them? Oh, (laughs) I've been watching like every third game, um, and then less often as the season goes on. I did watch the Giants game last week or some Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, same here. What's been happening is I I tell Haley, like, I want to watch some of the Browns, but within about an hour, I'm going to give up. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happened. And then we get on and enjoy our Sunday. There you have it. I uh, did watch some of it. I went with Todd to uh, Devil's Kettle and had a couple beers. And 
we turned it into an Aquabear meeting, which was good. So it was like, okay, we're going to watch the Browns and talk about stuff. So two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. The Browns, zero birds, 50 stones. You know what's sad about this season or the zero win situation? If they win a game and San Francisco loses out and they both go one and 15, pick. number two pick. Mm-hmm. All of this for nothing. Does it even matter, though? The, I mean, like, aren't no. they going to just fuck that pick up? Not going to be well, a QB. The country's not going to exist game. anymore next year. I, I got to say, I mean, in terms of, like, I, I'm right there with you at about the amount of Browns that I've watched thus far, you know, like. A couple games here and there. Yeah, and it hasn't been, honestly, it's been more because of, like, work or other social commitments rather than not wanting to watch. But uh, I, I guess I don't really think. To me, it hasn't felt as just uh, awful as previous seasons. I don't know why. It's weird. I could see that at times. They've scored a lot of points, more points than the, they feel like they should have. They're not very good. Well, the last four weeks have been kind of terrible for the offense, but I see your point. It yeah. seems like a totally different set of problems than in years prior. You know, like uh, – it used to be like, oh, we just need a quarterback, blah, 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 blah. And now it seems – and the line was supposedly good. And now yeah. it seems like the line is just freaking terrible. We're going to get yeah. to it, but, uh, like, how many quarterbacks are we going to injure this year because we can't protect them? Well, we get a second shot at injuring RG3 after week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Cody Kessler got hurt twice. He's probably done for the year, I'd wager. Cody Kessler is the most solid third-string quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Like, have you ever seen somebody so regular? I wish that guy had a little bit of an arm. Because yeah. I, I like him, but that guy just has no zip on his ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Donald Trump's going to be the president mm. since last time we did this podcast, which makes me want to fucking crawl in a hole. <laughs> It's it's a truly it's tragic, honestly. I mean, I, I don't think there's any understating of it as much as people will be like, oh, whatever. The sun still rose, or you know, I don't know. I just think it's well, here's uh, horrifying. Here, here's what's surprising to me is that apparently I do this podcast with a couple of cucks. We're <laughs> cucks. You guys are totally cucks. You know, you know who I who is celebrating <laughs> like crazy right now. Tampa Donnie. Tampa Donnie yeah. loves it. Tampa <laughs> Donnie loves He would have loved Donald Trump. <laughs> Tampa Donnie is alt-right all the way. So. <laughs> That's what his fucking license plate says. Uh, and, and very much the same way like that Browns are alt-winners. Hmm. Exactly. Well, we, I did speak with a Detroit fan. He said, you might get oh, to join me as a reverse perfect season. Yeah, the go to Bogtown. Do you guys want to go to the parade? I'm in. I got go. better going on. I yeah, I usually don't. Which what is there a reverse perfect parade? They're yeah, somebody in a sixteen parade. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna go around the stadium in a big O. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of amazing. Yeah. I don't know who will be there if they'll let them. I, I, I gotta say, I, I didn't text this last week, but I was watching the Giants and you know, I think it. I haven't heard it as much this season. Haven't watched as much, but there's always like there's always this like phrase that announcers say, like, "Oh, the Browns—they've got the best fans in the country." But 
Right. They just can't get it together. I don't think they do because no, they there are more Giants fans than Browns fans there at that nobody. game. I thought about going. I'm going to ask you guys right now. We should go to one of these two games. Tickets are like $2. I I looked at the schedule. The next home game is, what, the 10th? Yeah, they, or and the I, 11th. They play yeah. uh, Bengals. I have a family Christmas thing the day before. What about Christmas Eve? We should go. The Chargers, man. It's <laughs> it's tempting, but I have like my family thing I do Christmas Eve. You can still get there, man. You're just going to be drunk. Well, Jay, <laughs> uh, J.R. Fisher asked me if I wanted to go to that game. There you go. You <laughs> could be waiting. Can... I, I would be hammered if I went with J.R. Family Christmas. Would we would sweet. never make it back to Columbus. Hit me up. I would like to go, but I, uh, I, uh, gravely unlikely with just my life at the moment. I mean, it is just sitting in the cold watching the Browns go <laughs> in sixteen or fifteen. Or, Do you remember yeah. that one? Oh man, that was so damn cold. It was the Bears, one right? I, yes, that might be amongst the coldest. It's top five at least coldest I've ever been. Did we do an episode after that? I don't know. It was so I remember, cold. Brian, one of my favorite episodes was when me and you went. It might have been the first time you went there. Yeah, it was the Redskins, actually. Ours RG, Kirk, Cousins, hurt. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. The legend of Kirk Cousins was born, right? It was when he was, yeah, he popped out of, uh, I believe. Uh, <laughs> he just got out of midfield. One of the Schottenheimers birthed oh, him. Oh, no. The uh, bootleg rollouts all day. Bootleg rollouts out of somebody's butthole. And <laughs> what happened was, I remember me and Weeby, we drove up there. We watched them just lose. Like, it was awful. Here's a, and it was cold. And then, like, I just remember, like, driving you back, and we did an episode recording it in the car. It was awesome. Yeah. Here's a, a question related to that. Yes. What What is the coldest you've ever been? <laughs> it was that Bears game that Weeby's talking about. Is that it? That was pretty cold, dude. It I've really uh, cold. worked outside in the winter in both Alaska and Minnesota. There you go. And so, the, I mean, this was... But there you're at least standing and doing stuff, and you're, pre- like, more prepared. Right. Yeah, you One got time, a lot of layers. I, uh, we also... One of the times we were camping in Yellowstone, it got down... And it was like July. I got down to like 31 at night, and none of our stuff was rated to that. <laughs> and so, and it had rained a ton. So I was like in wet pants, like sleeping in a tent. The coldest I've ever been was when I lived in Minnesota. And when I lived, I lived in Minnesota for two years, and they were two of the historically shittiest winters Minnesota's ever had. Wow. And one day, the weather forecast said, "Oh, wind chills around negative 70. And like, I gotta see what that's like. So, did your hand fall off? I, I like. I'm gonna take the trash out in this, and it was the fucking worst. I can't even explain how much I sucked. <laughs> like, why would it? The, the, the trash bag just like freezes. Yeah, it did. it did. It did. I, I dropped it and it shattered. <laughs> I do not recommend that. And that's the coldest you've ever been. Brought to you by, by Boogie Mountain. Fresh Take Hotline. All guests via the Pierogi Mountain Fresh Take Fresh Line. Go check Pierogi them out. Mountain, now with homemade sausage. Oh, God, mm. that shit's so good. I haven't had it yet. I haven't either. I'm just lying. Oh, In the shit. biz, we call it setting it up. The day we were going to get it, we ended up ordering food from a Caribbean place that we've been wanting to go to. Have you guys ever, uh, I mean, have? I feel like this season especially, I've also just kind of thought about how, like, 
football is pretty much awful, and there was a time where I decided I didn't care about it anymore, and maybe I should go back to that place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel that way this year. Like, what was the ex- expectation going in? Maybe two wins tops? Uh, I mean, I'm not not the Brown so much, just that it's just, like, oh, a horrible yeah. sport. And yeah, people yeah. are yeah. like sharing a lot of Trump yeah. voters. Yeah, I don't know. It's just Trump voters. Uh, we had that discussion, I feel, a few years ago on one probably. of these episodes about how football fans are the fucking worst. Yeah. yeah. And like they represent the worst of America as a whole. So does the Browns. So. <laughs> well, I feel like. Being a Browns fan is somehow noble, at least. No, it's not. I don't know. I, this is the first time I felt, even though I think you guys are right, like this team, ultimately, you know, in basketball, they talk a lot in the playoffs about how, like, there's not, like, there's no use in being the eight or nine or ten seed, you know, like not getting in or getting in and getting beat by the Cavs, you know. Like, you need to either be awesome or really fucking terrible. Right. But, like, I think it's kind of also the case in football. I think you, you kind of hit it like three wins is essentially zero wins. Like who gives a fuck, right? Like, yeah, I mean, zero wins is definitely its own thing. Terrible. Don't you think? I should just talk about that. I honestly don't give a shit. Like it, it has a number one pick, man. Yeah. That's, I think that's more important. Like being positioned in the draft at this point is more important than winning a game. Mitch Trubisky. We gotta my, get Joe Thomas Jr. I mean, Joe yeah. Thomas Jr. Yeah, yeah. Miles, do you want to draft a quarterback with the number one pick? I don't think I do. No, there isn't one. First, no, of all, they need to figure something else out. But, I mean, RG three could get trade you know, down. Even <laughs> no, have, you take Miles Garrett. You have to take Miles man. Garrett, right? He's pretty good. All right. I just I'm going to point out again, and I know I've said not to do this in the past. But the Cowboys are resurgent with two people the Browns could have very easily had. Oh, yeah. Is, well, that the Cowboys were not just needing a quarterback and a running back. Or they know. Like, they were, they were okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Browns they were had not. a great line, great offensive line, perfect for that situation. Yeah. They, draft. I, they drafted very smart, man. Ezekiel Elliott comes in. He averages maybe 2.7 yards a carry. And and Dak Prescott is dead. <laughs> he wouldn't even like. He yeah. Would, he, yeah. So are we saying that. to that we need to drain the swamp? It's time to you hire know. Mitch McConnell's wife. <laughs> yeah, you gotta fill it with Goldman Sachs bankers. Yeah, Jimmy Haslam Jr. is playing quarterback. I want to point out that Benson or however the hell you say his name, I haven't actually heard it spoken yet. Unfortunately, I suppose he has, in addition to being like a you know foreclosure machine and various other things. The second generation Goldman Sachs dickwad uh, also owns a film production company with Brett Ratner. You guys know who that guy is? The author of the book of butts. Yeah. He is amongst the biggest dickwad filmmakers of all time. (laughs) His greatest claim to fame is rush hour. Oh Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's I, just terrible. I believe he made X-Men 3 The Last Stand. He did. He did, in fact. Brett, we'd love to have you on the show. We would. would we? Some insults at you. I also want to put a call out quick to anybody out there, the three or four people that may come across this. Uh, if you know anybody who knows anybody who's involved with the Cleveland Browns, I want to get some more, like, fucking, you know, station IDs and shit. Like, we need to get... Who knows Brian Brennan? 
Like somebody's got to hit up, <laughs> right? I have a great Brian Brennan story. E-o- email us, brian at aquabearlegion.com or tweet at us or something. So in, uh, God, it would have been 88 or 89. Whenever, one of those years where the Browns played the Broncos in the AFC Championship. I, I was watching that game with my, my dad and one or two of my uncles. And Brian Brennan caught a pass and was racing up the sidelines. And <laughs> my, dad and his, my, my dad and my uncles are chanting, go white boy, go white boy. <laughs> and so, you know, a week later, like some school assignment, I had to write about what I had done the previous weekend. <laughs> and I included that particular detail. <laughs> and I remember my parents being very embarrassed by it. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty good. Were they saying it to the tune of that Vanilla Ice track? Go, yeah, white, go, boy, go boy, white boy, go white boy, go. Boy, go. <laughs> go white boy, go white boy, go. <laughs> I, I was so, the one from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Go Vanilla Ninja. Ice, we'd love to have you on the show. Still love the man, gotta say. You guys have that Turtles tape from Pizza Hut? I was just talking to somebody about that the other day coming out of my shells yeah i had that sweet song about uh, surfing in the sewer yeah it's I amazing that, that more, chi- more children didn't die in the sewer in the late <laughs> 80s and early 90s right you guys well you guys heard my secret sewer sex story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that on the show it was not it was at the uh, progy fest if you want to hear Ian Wolf's... <laughs> well, I have not heard that then. We, it was incredible. Yeah, Brian was there. If you want to hear Ian Wolf's <laughs> secret sewer sex story, drop us a line as well. Perfect segue. Actually, I want, to hear, I want to hear Luke Allen retell that story for me. Oh, that'd be even better. Luke would love to do that. I think that was Luke, the moment uh, he and I truly became friends. We'll be hearing from Luke later. I'm going to make him do the... Cedar of the month. That's that's the good one. Jamie Collins. We've got a guy from the Patriots now. It's pretty good that we'll probably leave in free agency. Correct. Hmm. We pay him a bunch. We have. I say we. I don't want to say we. I'm not part of. You don't have any financial stake in it. No, they have the money to pay him, and it's uh, that trade. I mean, not a bad trade. Yeah, a fantastic trade. trade. Brown. You get eight weeks to evaluate him in the system you have. If it works, then you try to resign him. If not, you get a third-round pick back the following year. Fuck it. Is there any way that the system that they have right now is not win a game? Like, Isn't he just like, go out there and win the fucking game? God, Ray Horton's kind of the worst. Obviously, we haven't been here for almost two months, so we're not going to talk about specific games. But real quick about the Giants game last night, last week, because I had a note here. Cody Parkey, who's one of my favorite fucking deplorables. <laughs> Cody Parkey began that game, guys, by kicking the kickoff out of bounds. Well, he's the reason we're, we have not won. I mean, one of the few games we could have won, he lost his first awesome. game as a Brown. You know what? Other than that, he's actually been pretty good. Pretty good. I was he. I mean, he's hitting 25-yard field goals. It's like when they can't score a touchdown. They're not strategic. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, oh, we failed. Nine-yard field goal. And – with Phil Dawson as this team not five and seven right now. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite moment from the Giants game was also a special teams moment where after uh Odell Beckham returned that punt for a touchdown that got called back. <laughs> right. It was yeah. the, punt, the punter getting right up in his face saying, uh uh motherfucker. Yeah. There was a the flag. powder. <laughs> Did you notice every time Odell Beckham got the ball, like it was like, Oh my god, he just like darted twenty five mm-hmm. yards ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Good. Is there also a- could have been a Brown. Instead, we took yeah. that quarterback jerk off. Didn't they draft Cody Kessler ahead of Dak Prescott? Yeah, Dak Prescott went in like the sixth round or some shit. me, dude. They drafted fucking Seth the Valve ahead of that asshole. You know, I kind of like Seth the Valve. They call him Smart smart Gronk. (laughs) Smart Gronk? That's his nickname? (laughs) Yeah, it was like they were ragging on him because he went to Stanford at the end of the last game. He had that telepathic connection with uh, Kevin Hogan. (laughs) Uh RG3, who's the Hogan back era. Here. I somehow missed all of that. The Hoganator? The Hogan era. Oh, I like the Hoganator. Too. That game where they used him? What game was that? What happened? Did he get hurt? No. Well, no, I think Kessler got hurt, so then Hogan actually had to come in and play quarterback. Right. What about Charlie Whitehurst? Do you guys Jesus know he, Christ. He hyperextended his knee on the last play of the game on a kneel down. <laughs> I'm going to say no, he didn't. Did you guys know he was dating Joel? I did. Did I've met the guy who wrote uh, You Were Meant For Me, Steve Poltz. He's played at our music festival, and he just played at Stewart's, and he's a trip, dude. Do you have any uh, any hot takes on the the Nelsonville Music Festival lineup? No. Uh Maybe some Weed Ghost? Classic. You You ever heard Weed Ghost? They are good. Maybe we could ask – you guys could badger Tim Peacock about that in the Bengals episode. <laughs> I probably won't. ZZ Top's coming. ZZ Top. They're going to do that thing where they move their guitars without their hands. <laughs> <laughs> With their penises. The RG3 is back. He's cleared for contact. They're going to see if he's the quarterback or something. He's probably going to get hurt again. Yeah, I don't know that he's ever really been cleared for contact. Is it? <laughs> it seems to break him. He's been on the IR since he was 17. <laughs> so basically, real fast, though, the reason I even bring up RG3, like I just actually found out he got cleared earlier today because I haven't been paying attention. The reason I had RG3 in the outline was because dude's car got broken into. Did you read that? Mm-hmm. In the players and family lot, and him and his girlfriend, who he tattooed her name on his forearm, uh, they all their money was gone from their wallet after the valet. Just so we're clear, he got <laughs> greet, greedy, 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 greedy Sudoku. I believe she's the inventor of the Sudoku. She is like a twenty-two-year-old track and field athlete for Florida State University. But yeah, so him him and his girlfriend, their money got stolen out of their car, but in the family and players' garage. Jesus. It wasn't like, it? You know, like uh, our six-string cornerbacks, it's like, RG3's got some money. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think it was? Who do you think it was that did it? Probably that punter. <laughs> Colton Brillquit? Colquit. Britton Colquit? Britton Colt Dick. Is that his actual name? That is his name. Jesus Christ! So that, no, that with a name like that, that guy's got money. He's got family money. He's like oil baron. He's from the Colquits. Of but he sounds kind—that's of, an alt-right kind of name. He probably hates RG three. <laughs> I'm gonna rob from that guy, Kyle oh. Haslam. So, I'm gonna rinse his prebus. That's what he was saying. I think he ended up Giuliani. How are your guys' prebuses? They good? My prebus is solid. I, I'm of the age now. Where I have to go get it checked. Uh, You're a uh, Hidden Valley Rains. 
<laughs> Are we talking buttholes? Because I've got yeah. a hemorrhoidal I mean, previs. You got a hemorrhoidal previs? When is this show not? I got a preble fisher. I was going to ask you guys a question, and I totally forgot after that segment. What a terrible name. Go oh. on. Rance Priebus. Rance? Ranch Phoebus. <laughs> Bury that fetus in Texas. Jesus. <laughs> God fucking damn it. I'm so mad. Mike Pence is going to make you have a funeral for your Rance Priebus. <laughs> uh, you got all that Priebus tissue laying I know what though. I was going to tell you guys. Speaking of Luke Edwards, who we're going to hear from in just a moment uh, with his ass eater of the month and his ass eater of the week. Luke ass, sent me ass, a eater, eater. Luke sent me a text. Luke sent me a text that said uh, it was a link to an article that said rumor that Jimmy Haslam's going to sell the Browns to Dan Gilbert. Mm. I, I mean, you get all the Browns promotional material will be in Comic Sans, and J.R. Smith will be our new cornerback. <laughs> no shirt, no, no shirt, no. <laughs> no shirt, no pants. He's going to be like reverse Porky Nudo. Did you see that highlight? I think it was from last night's game or a couple nights ago where uh, J.R. Smith got burnt for a duck dunk because he was like giving a high five and a hug to a guy on the bench on the other yeah, team. Yeah, Jason Terry. <laughs> Jason Terry was a staple of our uh, Hoover dorm room NBA live teams. It's, it's shit like that that makes me like J.R. Smith. He's sweet. My who sister. Was a, who was a staple of the team that we just mentioned? Sorry, I spaced out for a second. Jason Terry, man. You remember oh, that? yeah, he's good. Yeah. yeah. He was like he, a third year player back when we were doing that. I just remember always putting him on because he could blaze threes. Yeah, and he was like, he was a killer for the Mavs that year, right? Yeah, headband, high socks. I, you know, I was thinking about the Cavs when we were in the dorms when they had uh, Ricky Davis and Darius Miles. Oh, God, what a squad. Ricky <laughs> Davis, dude, one time threw himself his own brick shot to get a rebound to get a double-double or some shit. But one time he made a basket in a game that I watched the year before they got LeBron that won mm-hmm. the game and we all got free chalupas as a result. <laughs> it was Ricky like Davis, won. I mean, I love that guy. I would love to have shit. Ricky Davis on this show. Can somebody make that happen? My the last memory I have of the Cavs before LeBron involves like Mark Price and Brad Doherty and Larry Nance. Mm. Larry Nance. That was well before this era. All I right. believe you are correct. Luke <laughs> Edwards, we're gonna send it off to him to talk about his asses in various months, weeks, and Cleveland Browns. I think it might be quicker actually for him to just say who isn't eating any of the ass. Because isn't everybody suck? I mean, Danny, Danny Shelton's okay. All right, Luke, we'll be back. Six Bs and a P, AquabrayLegion.com. Rabonin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Ass versus Ass Eater of the Week. My name is Luke, the Caucasian Persuasion. As you can tell, I'm super excited to be doing this podcast today. Um, this season has been awful, and to be quite honest, I'm just waiting for it to crash and burn. I'm hoping we don't win any more games because uh, two more game wins and uh, we would drop down to the second pick, I believe. And that would just be our luck. Watch RG3 pull something out of his fucking ass. The next four games and we win two or three. That would be awful. Anyways, let's keep hoping the Eagles tank so that other first-ranked pick um, could help us out. Um, We could get some stud like 
Parkevius Mingo. You remember how great he was? Or or uh, Cameron Irving. Oof, that was a great pick. Uh, let's see what they can do. Um, my thoughts um, as far as if we're going to do ass and ass eater of the as ass and ass eater of the month. I would just like to say that um, my number one pick for the best player overall for the Browns for this past month has definitely been the bye week. Um, it was so nice to not look at the scoreboard um, on ESPN or NFL.com and see that the Browns were getting their asses beat. Um, I just looked at some scores over the last four games. We've been outscored by like, I think almost, almost a hundred points. I think it was more like 85. Um, so that's pretty good. Um, there's a lot of guys on the roster. I would, uh, like to see gone, um, next year, specifically Cam Irving, Cody Parker. And I was just reading that it might be a smart move to get rid of Joe Hayden. Uh, he's definitely lost a step since, uh, the injuries and he hasn't been the same player since. Um, so yeah, the ass eater of the week or the month is the bye week. Thank you so much, bye week. You have been fabulous. As you can see, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, the bye week is the ass eater of the month. Um, if we're going to do the ass eater of the month, which is the worst person I've seen on the Browns for the last four weeks. Let's just go and say the O-line. I think we're uh, somewhere around, what, 45 sacks against our QBs. Um, they can't stay healthy because of this, I'm I'm pretty sure, by the end of the year. Um, I will see RG3 die, and we'll just add to that long list of names of 2016 um, of people dying. So, yeah, I am going to... Say fuck it to the Browns year after this. I could really give two shits less. The Indians had me on such a high that the Browns just bring me so fucking down. So, anyways, everybody, go Cavs, go Tribe, and uh, let's lose some more games, Brownies. Hi, I'm Leroy Kelly, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, and I'm listening to Six Peas in a Pot. <laughs> Something like that. All right, oh, we're back. Didn't... Sorry. No, you can say it. We'll start over. I was just going to pitch about Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> we're back here on Six Peas in a Pea. The views of Luke Edwards probably don't um, belong to this podcast. Or I, As long as Amazon is an ass eater, I'm all right. Right. Probably. Who knows? Wouldn't it be weird if it was? Nah, I want to thank AquabreLegion.com for hosting us again. I know a guy there. <laughs> they have some other podcasts uh, on there. I do one about Ohio music called The Western Reserve. There's a new episode up, number four, and more coming soon. I hear it has some energy on birth on there. It did. That last one did. The one that's the newest one on there. And we're going to be doing a couple cool episodes coming up. There's one of all numero groups, Ohio stuff. That'll yeah, be that, coming around that Bill Christmas. Moss. Mm-hmm. And 
another one we're going to have Keith Hamlin on from the Mug and Brush Sessions. And he, uh, Keith works at Musical and a few other places. But Keith does these videos at a barbershop in Columbus called the Mug and Brush Sessions. And he's going to play like all of his favorite ones and talk about it. So Keith cool. sometimes would play drums with uh, Parker Paul, who would do this the best live band live karaoke. Yeah. We did that Thanksgiving night after we got back home from my parents' house. Yeah, that stuff's pretty cool. Cups. It was a good yeah. time. Go check that out, aquarelegion.com. Ian and Brian joining me. Thank you, guys. Chris out this week. Uh, we'll hopefully have him back next time. We'll try not to make it two months. Browns 0-12 recap. Uh, we talked about the coldest we've ever been. <laughs> what else do we talk about? Uh, r- ranch dressing. Ranch dressing. Are you guys ready for some depressing stats? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The last QB to win a Browns game was Johnny Football. Let's get him back. Suit him up. He's, well, let's he's let available. Him get- let him deal with this uh, breaking a bartender's nose business first. Yeah, right. Oh, did that happen? Is that a recent development? He's getting sued. Yeah. Well, is I didn't see. Was the fight from recently, or is this I, it's from like September or something? Mm. I didn't look into it too closely. Sometimes you just gotta break a nose. And Brian, you were just in Austin. Did you break anybody's nose? Yes. Oh. Okay. Um, you know what I did do down there, though, is eat so many tacos. Mm. Oh, it's a taco town. It is a taco town, man. You and uh, enjoy them while you can, because we're going to deport the tacos. Yeah, I figured it was my last chance before all the Mexicans get put on the other side of the wall. Uh, in addition to the three million people Donald Trump wants to deport, he also wants to deport uh, 50 million tacos. <laughs> that is like... He only wants taco salads, and we can just cut all this from the episode too. I don't no, know. No, we should. Is there anything worse than white people? No, I mean there really isn't. No, speaking of speaking of that, speaking of nobody being worse than white people, did you know who the two quarterbacks with the most wins at First Energy Stadium? Do you know who who that is? Wait, Think about yeah. it. Yes, I did actually know this. I saw this. It it, yeah. it depresses me. Go ahead. Well, I knew I saw Ben Roethlisberger was going to seal the deal. I think he now has the most, right? No, well, he tied. He tied. Yeah, he's tied. With Derek Anderson. Speaking of terrible white people, Derek Anderson and Ben Roethlisberger. Are any Panthers games coming up where what's-his-name's hurt? So maybe we can get a little cushion going. No, get, not for a couple years. <laughs> Derek, we'd love to have you on the show. Love to have you back on the team. <laughs> Better than anything we have going still. Checking him up to Braylon Edwards. Yes. Is not is not I also don't think anyone uses the phrase jerking him up to talk about throwing him football. <laughs> a little jerking him out there to Brian Brennan. <laughs> jerking him up to Muhammad Massaqua. Oh man. Jerking him downtown to Michael Jackson. <laughs> Remember that dude? Quincy Morgan. <laughs> God damn it. Moving on. Seth DeValve. <laughs> Chucking him up to Seth DeValve. Chucking him up in the jerk water. Was there, a, was there a Jerovicious period? There was a Jerovicious oh, yeah. period. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think he got fucking MRSA from the Browns. Mm. 
Who is the tight end guy that's a soldier? <laughs> Kellen Kellen Winslow. Winslow. Yeah. yeah. He, can we get him back? Remember, dude, Kellen Winslow, do you remember the two ways, the major ways he hurt himself when he was still good? Flipping was, that motorcycle? One time he flipped a motorcycle when he he ran, was trying to ramp a car. <laughs> and he, like, just drove into, like, a pole in some bushes going nine miles an hour and, like, broke his ankle. The other time, and I remember this clearly, was at the end of a game the Browns were losing badly. He was on the – one of the, I think it was, like, we were – it was an onside kick that the Browns did, but the outcome of that would not have affected the game. Like, they were down by 20 points, and he just broke his leg. <laughs> Like on an onside kick, and then, it meant nothing. Let's not forget the staff infection. Oh, hmm. God. So, who'd have thought these would have been the glory days? <laughs> Seriously, let me tell you about the glory days. Did you know I have two more depressing stats? Though this whole show is one depressing stat. Did you know that Tim Couch is the only Browns quarterback to start an entire season since they've Ever? been back? Oh, okay. Since they've been back. What was his record that year? I think he – that might have been – it was 2001 because I think Holcomb came on in the playoffs. I think he I mean, won we're like – back to that point, right? That's one of the things I was thinking. Like we are now essentially like an expansion team. A bad expansion team. And first-round pick and we're going to – you know, I know you guys say there's no good quarterbacks, but they're going to take a quarterback with the number one pick. Probably. They, <laughs> don't you think, or they're going to trade it to like the? You have to. Well, here's the thing: it, it, a lot of it depends on where that Eagles pick ends up. They're mm-hmm. not looking so great. That could be a good pick. The Browns went seven and nine in two thousand one. Man, that Eagles pick might be where you could still get Deshaun Watson or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, what's up with JT Barrett? How tall is that guy? Like five foot nine. Okay, forget it. What's up with what? Ian Wolf? Put him out there. Six one, baby. Really? Yeah. You guys are tall, motherfuckers. I can't. I have a fucking bum shoulder. I can't throw more than like three yards. I got a Cody Kessler arm. What <laughs> if they sign you under the deal that you can only throw three yards at a time? That I could do. One more. Well, if I recall correctly, that's kind of what Tim Couch did. Yeah, Tim Couch did just like throw three yards at a time to rarely uh, on the line of scrimmage. If I recall, Terry correctly. Kirby. He was dishing about the Terry Kirby, <laughs> Willie Green. So, good lord, I'm looking at the roster of the 2001 Browns. Rough stuff. And who do Dennis Northcutt? Dennis Northcutt. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh that. shit, Ricky Dudley, the tight end. Ricky Dudley. The running backs, the rostered running backs, were Carl Fair, Benjamin Gay, James Jackson. Mike Sellers and Jamel White. Jamel White. Who was the he running was the back that got arrested with no pants on? Was that Willie, Willie Green? Willie That's Green. That is Willie, yeah. <laughs> Good old Willie. So, one more depressing stat. Did you know RG3, who might be starting next week, threw 12 complete passes before hurting himself? Hmm. Well, here's to 12 more. <laughs> so, which might be what we get out of them. And along those lines... I want to ask you guys, is anybody on this team any good? And who do you think you like and should be here next season? There are some good pieces. 
Like for starters, dude. For starters, so all right, let's start on offense. Joe Thomas, obviously. Joe Thomas Joel, Jr. Joel Batonio, before He's he got good. hurt. Uh, Austin Pastor's been good by and large. Oddly the hillbilly taco. John Greco is fine. Like the offensive line outside of Cam Irving, who I don't think is as bad as a lot of people think, has been okay. It's just like the quarterbacks hold onto the ball for fucking ever because the receivers aren't getting open. I mean, you don't think Terrell Pryor and Corey Coleman are good? Yeah, or, they're or, good. Or Gary Barnage or Duke? I like Duke so much more than I like Gary Barnage. Kind of sucks, dude. He does kind of suck. And uh, his fucking like, movie blog is terrible. Duke Johnson, I think, is like. Hey. Defensive side, Danny Shelton has been awesome. Jamie uh, Collins. Chris Kirksey is, shows stuff. Brian Body Calhoun. Do you remember when he was the tiny Tennessee Titans player? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Who is this? Chris uh, Kirksey. Kirksey. Mm. Like, I, that's the thing. They have players that are okay – Mm-hmm. Who are the ones that are so terrible that make this team so bad? Well, I think it may just be a matter of like, you know, I think we've I mentioned via text, and I think maybe somebody had already even said it, but that like Taylor Gabriel's actually good. Yeah, for the Falcons, yeah, he had two touchdowns last Sunday. Um, and you know, he's he's good as your wide receiver three. You know, he's not Isn't good. He like- Four or five. He's very short, yes. But I, I guess my point is just that the uh, the Browns have good players, but you need somebody spectacular to make it work. You know, like like the Giants have a lot of good players, but they also have Odell Beckham and no. you know autistic Manning. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I think that's yeah. fair. It is fair. I heard the other day that uh, the Giants have never haven't won any playoff games at all under Manning, except for the two years they won the Super Bowls. Like the other times they've gotten in the playoffs, are like going for He he is truly the idiot savant of football. Is he not just like a better version of Tim Couch, right? Yeah, I mean he's like I don't know. He just puts it all together occasionally, so you got to stick he, with him. Eli, we'd love to have you on the show. I, I got to say, like, I like Eli. His, like, baffled-ass face all the time. I don't know. It's it's amusing. So, the Browns 0-12 right now. Four games left. Rest of the season here. Two at home, two on the road. One which we may attend for 25-cent tickets. If anyone's into it. The do you, First of all, I want to ask you guys, we'll go through the games even, too, since there's only four of them, but... Do they have a chance to win a game? Do you think they'll – realistically, do you think they'll win a game? I think the 538, which obviously did a great job predicting the election, uh, had them at like a 27% chance to win a game, which is – I don't know who the games are, but I'm going to say no, I don't. I think the chances are not good. Yeah, I don't know. The games are – they they have the bye, of course, now, and then Bengals at home, Bills on the road – Chargers at home and the Steelers on the road on New Year's Day to end it. Maybe Bengals at home. Yeah, maybe, Bengals maybe, honestly, the home games, I, I could see there being a shot. Chargers aren't great either, but they do. Melvin Gordon's going to destroy them. 
they seem to be like at least resurgent. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know the Chargers' record, but I feel like they've won more games than was expected of them. But yeah, Bengals are a huge disappointment, right? So is the AFC North, I'd say, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Man, if there was the year the uh, Browns team could get in the playoffs, winning the North at eight and eight or nine and seven, this was it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is terrible, and yeah. I don't know. There's just no, like, I mean, I'll go back. Like, the well, I mean, it's probably, I just think the Steelers are going to do it again. You know, like, they've got some legitimately talented people, and they'll uh, find a way to squeak their way into the playoffs and make a go of it like they always do. When I was in Austin, um, I did happen to eat some food at a bar that was showing the Steelers – Cowboys game and it was fun to cheer against the Steelers with a bunch of Cowboys fans. <laughs> Especially to watch a team that was good just fucking dismantle them. It was great. Yeah, I caught that game. I was yeah. traveling myself at that point and was on at the hotel. So before we kind of wrap up for the week, um, I do want to ask you guys quick, what are your feelings on Hugh Jackson? I mean, they're obviously giving him another year, but I mean... I, they go. I don't know at this point. Like, he seems to forget that you can run the ball on first down. Like, yeah, that's true. He's made some bonehead plays. He sure has. Or calls, you know. But he also doesn't have much talent. That's true. I feel like there's times where he's, like, also been, I don't know, better than anything we've had for a few years. Oh, yeah, so. for sure. They've had some shitty fucking coaches the last decade, you know. Uh, and, you know, I think, like, yeah, for true. instance, the first game where it was, like, Cody Kessler starting and he did all the, you know, bringing in prior and things. So it's like, you know, that's like being creative and not just, you know, rolling over and dying essentially. Right. And I, and I feel like he's, I don't know. I'm, I'm in on him. I think we gotta, I think for the Browns to ever crawl out of this terrible hole, they just gotta like, stay the course on something longer than two years. You know? Terrible hole definitely has a chance to be the name of this episode. <laughs> uh, and I didn't feel that way about any of the previous. Like, I didn't feel that way about... I feel like Chud should have been given another year. Yeah. But yeah, Shermer really sucked. And uh, who was the was... last guy? My brain has deleted him because he was useless information. Uh... What? Patton. Petten, yeah. You know, I, I was over that, too. I just, but at the same time, like, I, I think Petten got screwed because he lost his offensive coordinator after a year because that dipshit was texting him. Uh, so, well, speaking I mean, of I, I'm all, like, I think this front office and Hugh Jackson need to stick around at least four years. Yeah. What I about agree. if Hugh Jackson hires Hugh Jackman? <laughs> as long as he's got the Wolverine claw strapped down, I'm all in. Speaking of people being on their phones, it's time for the tweet of the week. Ian, can you cue up that theme music? It's the tweet of the week. And I actually kept the tweets of the week from the episode we had planned to do a few weeks ago and ran into some technical problems, but they were so good I wanted to keep them, so I didn't even look for any new ones. And the first the tweet of the week, and we have a Bernie tweet of the week as well. The tweet of the week comes to us from actually a conversation of three former Browns players. 
and it takes place on October 27th. And it starts with Jordan Cameron. You guys remember him? Mm-hmm. Hunky Brown. At, Jor- at Jordan Cameron, at Hunky Brown, hashtag Hunky Butt. He says on October 27th, I grew up on Wu-Tang. All right? So he's tweeting about his love for the Wu-Tang Clan. We've all, we all feel the same way. Right? It's mm-hmm. true. Benjamin Watson immediately. You guys remember old Ben Watson? Like him. Like him a lot. Like yeah. Actually, I believe Cameron probably kind of took his place, right? Maybe? Uh, sort of. I, yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, yeah. For... And, yeah, for, you know, at some point, close enough, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Right, right? And he's at Benjamin S. Watson. And, of course, you know, he, I don't know who he's playing with now or if he's done. He, he caught on with the Saints and was pretty good for them a couple years. But he tweets at Jordan Cameron, boy, you know you were too young to be listening to that. And he, the emoji face with the tears, like laughing face, mm-hmm. followed up by Tikal. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a hashtag, he just says it. And then finally, this conversation is rounded out by Jason Pinkston, who despite not playing for the Browns, is an often uh, found contributor to our tweets of the week, at Jason Pinkston OL. And he just tweets, at Jordan Cameron, one word, lies. <laughs> so, uh, good old two in the Pinkston. One of the stinks two in the Pinkston. <laughs> Do you guys think Jordan Cameron actually listens to the Wu-Tang Clan? Hell yeah. I think if he tried to, he would get a concussion. I grew up with white kids in South Dakota listening to Wu-Tang around the clock. Jordan Cameron listening to the Wu-Tang Clan. Check out my gravel pit. (laughs) Bernie tweet of the week. Do we have different theme music for that? We sure don't. All right. Bernie... Think of that when everyone used Radio Magic and picture Bernie <laughs> either one of two ways. Okay? I feel like we could do something at the end of these, though, that's like, you got bernie <laughs> Let's do Ta-ta. it. Remember to do that. We should have a bicycle. <laughs> so, Bernie, I want you to think of Bernie one of two ways while we read this tweet to close the episode out. And one way is him at that grill with all that undercooked meat. <laughs> Do you remember that? Those tiny yeah, you know, hot that dogs. Something that resembled a turd on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> a turd in the one burger. <laughs> and I want you to think of him like that, or I want you to think of him with those glasses on and that pin of himself on his jacket. Okay. So Bernie on October 17th, okay, and the Indians, of course, we, we haven't uh, been on the show in a while, but the, the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland baseball team, I should call them, made it to the World Series and lost in Game 7 to the Cubs. Oh, who are a bunch of Trump fuckers, too, right? Don't even yeah. get me started. Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber, first of all, looks like a testicle. And second of all, looks like the guy, if you search Michigan Party Guy on YouTube, there's a man that comes up that threw a monster rave at his house in Michigan and it looks like Kyle, Kyle Schwarber. Mm. Um, yep. Bernie Kosar, of course, like bag with the beard. He's a total shit bird. Yeah, totally, man. Who's the He's pitcher be... though? The other guy, Allstate guy. He was like Hollywood, go cross the border now that Trump's president or some bullshit. Fuck that. Oh my guy. god. Yeah, that. And then you know, there's that guy that humps the air and he goes up to bat. 
Anthony Rizzo. He sounds like the name of a cartoon rat from like a shitty off-brand Disney movie. Anyway. Ian, you hate the Cubs as a Reds fan, probably. This right? is true. I do hate the Cubs as a Reds fan. <laughs> I will say that your uh, your Facebook post at the end of the World Series that was like, again, respectfully, fuck the Cubs, <laughs> really made it all easier to swallow. Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter. I don't begrudge them their success, but fuck them besides. You know, the thing is, I was saying that I was kind of surprised. I thought it would be tougher. Like, originally when they came to the World Series against the Cubs, I was like, oh, you know, if the Cubs win, I mean, I want the Tribe to win, but if the Cubs win, that's not so bad. Whatever, I guess, you know. And I hated them so much by, like, the second inning of the first game. I was like, these are the worst assholes ever. And I'll say this. Like, I was, you know, living in Chicago. Right. Had to be like, yeah, congrats. Yeah, go Cubs, yeah. Uh, um, but like, it had just been like the bandwagon was out of control. People like theater people who I, you know, work with in the video world who I've heard complain about Wrigleyville for years on Facebook or out like, Oh my God, this is incredible. And I want to, I just like really wanted to problematize it all, you know, like, not only did the guy who blew the save get the win in Game Seven, he also He's beat his wife and shot a gun in his garage. So go fuck yeah. yourself. That's yeah. what you're celebrating right now. Or all this Chapman, we'd love to have you on the show. I mean, to be fair, that's very fitting that uh, Cubs fan would celebrate something like that. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Um, so Bernie tweeting about the Indians. You know, Cleveland, I will say, you know, they've had a hell of a year except for the Browns going on in 12. I mean, the Cavs winning, the Indians being so successful. But, you know, Bernie, the thing about Cleveland, you know, we did joke about, like, maybe the fans aren't that great sometimes. But they get, like, everybody, you know, like Tom Hanks is yelling about it on Saturday Night Live. Like, people who love Cleveland, they get behind it. And Bernie tweets out about the Indians pitcher Trevor Bauer. Bernie says... Trevor Bauer pitching hand slash finger with all the blood going to make it impossible to pitch exclamation point (laughs) Trevor for what it's worth. I've been in that spot, which is a lot to unpack. I think here at first you got (laughs) 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 burned. I mean, it's a very specific spot that Bernie's describing and then claiming that he's been in. Yeah. Like, when was Bernie ever pitching in the fucking baseball playoffs when his finger exploded? <laughs> That's never happened. Yeah, I don't know. He probably had a bloody hand and had to play football. You Do you know? think uh, when Bernie references his hand and fingers, he calls them his hand slash finger? My hand finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bernie. You've been burned. Okay, so <laughs> we're hoping to be back here um, with Mike Elliott and Tim Peacock maybe after the Bengals game. And Chris uh, Poland for crying Chris out Poland. loud. Chris Poland, yeah, we'll get a bunch of people going. Where the hell is he uh, at? Where is he? Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, check out old Bork Torkelson, right? Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Rockstar Pro. Ago. It, uh, you actually went and watched it? No, I went to his house. I want to go watch the wrestling, I think. Unmonumental, my band recorded a bunch of wrestling music for him. 
So we want to play a show at the Rockstar Pro Arena and have the Andrew volunteer to get thrown through a table. <laughs> that would that would destroy Andrew's back. Yeah, he'd be over. We'd have to go to the hospital. But yeah, go check that out. Um, thanks. Oh, to I you just got to throw this out here real quick. Bernie Kozar on Twitter wished Bo Jackson happy birthday earlier today. So happy birthday, Bo Jackson. Yeah, oh, that guy I was Bo Jackson before his hip blew up. Do you know that one of the rumors is a 30 for 30 about Bo Jackson that's pretty good. And one of the like stories about Bo Jackson that I learned from that was that he once jumped over a car. Mm. That was I believe it. And um, what's funny is we talked earlier about how Kellen Winslow couldn't even ramp one on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's hope the Browns go 1-15. and 15, but still Kellen Winslow thing. does not we'll, know Bo. Super Bowl. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. Uh, go Browns. Go Browns. Burning those Bo. see Bo Jackson. Very content for the race for a couple of years. Well, to be fair, the second quarter, 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 the second